What's up, y'all? This is Odyssey, finding underscore Odyssey on Instagram. This is about to be the prelude to what is going to become a series of content that I am producing called Finding Odyssey, um, which is all inspired by the one and only Zaza. Um, this story is actually pretty crazy, so that's why I wanted to drop it as kind of like the prelude, um, an introduction to what is going to become my brand, um, Finding Odyssey. So I met Zaza initially for the first time in November of 2018. Uh, my friends Jack Harlow and the homies had a show up in Lexington, Kentucky at UK, and I went up there. It's about an hour drive from Louisville, where I was living at the time. I went up there, and I went to the show. There was a ton of people, of course, uh, backstage. I was pretty um, kind of like just watching from the outside, and she just literally sucked every inch of attention that I had out of my existence. Um, this was during a time. So this was in November of 2018. I had just quit my full-time job. I was um, working full-time for All Trade Property Management, doing their social media um, and marketing. And I just made the decision to quit that job. And what's crazy is I my degree's in marketing. I was doing social media for a living. So I was getting up every day and going to go work on social media for someone else. So the work was not hard. So I had just quit my job. Um, and I was uh, about, I hadn't even started my new job yet, my new jobs, because I was going part-time. And I was at the show. And like I said, I this is a really weird time in my life. Uh... I didn't know how to like talk to kids. I haven't been around kids like in forever because well, I hadn't at that time because I was like in college, you know, and you just like don't really we don't have really any kids in the family anymore or anything like that. And so I saw her and she stole all of my attention. And I in my head, all I kept thinking was like, I want to say hi to her, but I don't know how. Like, I don't know how to speak to this little girl. And it baffled me because I was like, this is a four year old little girl and I am 20 whatever at this age and at last year and I was like bruh I don't know how to talk to her she made me so nervous and it was because she had so much energy she had so much sass she had so much like possessed I just wanted to be like her and she was four years old. well but she wasn't even four at the time she was three she was three years old and she just like took not only my attention, but everybody else that was backstage. And so eventually after the show was all said and done with, and we were like backstage and like the little area set up, everybody was kind of chilling. A lot of people had left. So it wasn't as crowded as before. I decided, okay, I'm about to go talk to her because she was just singing, dancing, just doing everything that y'all see her doing on Instagram. And so I went up to her and I was like, hey, and she was like, hey, and I was like, what's your name? And she told me her name. And I was, and she said, I'm an artist. And I said, oh, you're an artist. So really from that moment when she said that, she kind of took the conversation, which took a lot of like my anxiety out of talking to her, which again is still so weird for me to say out loud because I had anxiety in talking to a four-year-old, but it existed because I hadn't talked to kids in a long time. And so I was just like, oh, my gosh, like I'm sitting here having this conversation with her. And like I said, she said, I'm an artist. And she took it from there. And she explained to me, I said, well, what do you do? Like, what's your art? And she said, I sing. And I said, well, can you sing for me? And she started singing um, Drake's In My Feelings. And I was like, oh, my, like I literally my heart melted. I like fell in love with her. And I didn't know what to say after that. 
So at that point, I was really kind of far away from myself. But Zahara Zaza, she brought like she was a just a light that like brought me back. And I was like, I want to be like that. Um, immediately, like that next day, I um, like I have screenshots in my phone from like all of this that happened because I knew it was something huge that was like happening, but I didn't really like know what was going on or what it meant at the time and so I texted my mom I have a screenshot I never ended up sending the text but I wrote out a text message to my mom just um I'm, I'll read it to you guys like explaining kind of like basically what was going on in my head at this time and like I said I never ended up sending the text message because I just didn't get you know the balls too but it was um still I screenshotted it and it's still significant and I ended up you know getting into therapy and everything so it ended up working out but it's just crazy that this like manifested all because I met Zaza um and now to see like everything that's happening with her and seeing her blow up and she has 1.1 million followers like Rihanna freaking posted her yesterday like it's crazy and I don't even know how it happened well I do know how it happened but it just happened right before my eyes um which makes everything else even more significant okay so here's the text message to my mother um I said, will you help me find some resources for dealing with my mental health? Maybe free therapy or something. I feel like I need to do something. There's a lot changing for me every day and I feel so scared. I'm not unmotivated or down all the time, but I just have this heightened sense of fear and worry in the back of my mind. And I feel it's getting worse by day just because I don't know. And that's where I stopped the text message and I guess like deleted it and didn't end up sending it. But I can say this all now because in hindsight, I've been through therapy. I ended up getting into a therapy program at the beginning of this year and like for my anxiety and I'm like doing so much better and now we're here. So the evolution of that and the evolution of Zaza kind of helped happen concurrently. And right after meeting her, not only did I send that text message to my mom and screenshot it. Um, so again, this was something significant in my life and I didn't even know how or why at the time I screenshotted it. Um, and then also I have photos that I saved and um, screenshots of like articles and stuff that I was reading from research because also right after that, I got this crazy idea to come up with and shout out to everybody who like was involved in on any level um, in this project bag of bags. Um, this was something that I decided to do um, because I after I met Zaza and saw her personality and saw her energy and like saw like how much freaking um, courage she had. I was like, wow, I want to be that courageous after talking to her and after her singing, Kiki, do you love me? Are you riding? I was like, yes, sis. But after deciding that I wanted to be as courageous as her, um, I was like, okay, how can I do it? And what can I do? And I racked my brain and I just didn't come up with the courage to do it on my own. Um, but I did decide that it was scary for me. Um, so it had to be scary for other people as well. So I started to talk to a bunch of my line sisters and my line sisters, friends um, and friends of friends and just people that I knew. I got close to a lot of people uh, while I was working on Bag of Bags. Um, and I just started talking and like opening up to them about things that I was feeling, um, things that were going on in my head. I'm um, in that text message to 
my mom, I mentioned about how like things just started to get scarier and scarier. Um, I'm actually reading a book right now called The War of Art, uh, which just kind of talks about how like the most resistance uh, comes with the things that you're supposed to be doing. So uh, things were seeming really scary in my life and scary to me um, and really dark and lonely and um, unsure because I had just quit my job and I didn't know what was going on. And so um, and that was like a really heightened. It was very heightened uh, sense of fear because I was moving more toward my my destiny and like what I'm supposed to be doing in this life. Um, And so that's just what the book talks about a little bit. Um, It talks about like how you got to conquer fear, conquer resistance. um, And like the closer you get to like your destiny and the things that you're supposed to be doing, the the bigger uh, that feeling of fear and bigger that feeling of resistance can become and will become, um, inevitably becomes. Um, so that's a really good book. One of my friends recommended it to me. I just finished reading it. I would definitely recommend you guys read it as well. But um, bag of bags, back to that, I had recruited a bunch of people, made friends with a bunch of people, um, just opened up and told them what I was experiencing and what I was going through and how um, something just didn't seem right about life. Um, And of course, a lot of people felt exactly the same, a lot of the women that I um, talked to. um, And we just talked about different things that we experience as millennial black women, whether it be like in like beauty, um, in like doing regular things that we do on a daily day-to-day basis like the things that we have to do um and how that like is doing it as a black girl like a young black girl a young attractive black girl um it's really like different than doing it (laughs) from anybody else because we have certain standards that you know people expect of us in certain ways that people expect us to act that you know we sometimes don't want to like feed into or we have certain expectations of ourselves um and so it became just like a I guess kind of like um, a catch-all for like all of my feelings and, and all of my time because I wrapped myself up in this idea of bag of bags and I actually collected, got as far as like collecting blog posts from these different people that I talked to um, about experiences that they went through. And the idea was that I was just going to put them all in one spot that on the internet that was going to act as a resource um, for, you know, people just like us to come and see um, and hear about like how it's okay and how it's normal to go through the things that we're going through um, and just basically like act as like a resource and a backbone for people to come in and bond and, um, relate to one another. Um, so shout out to you if you did bag of bags with me and then, um, story behind the name bag of bags, just real quick. Everybody knows the black people, black women. If you go into any black household, there's always a you know, a bunch of bags somewhere, either in like another bag or in a cabinet or somewhere like that. And, The idea was that those bags, we keep them and we use them for a bunch of different things. We use them for like, you know, uh, shaking up chicken, flour and chicken. We use them for like deep conditioning our hair. We use them as trash bags. We use them for everything. Um, And so the idea was that the reason why we use them and the reason why we keep them is because they have uses in them. Um, And so that idea was to relate back to, you know, ourselves. Um, The reason why we hang on to our memories, the reason why we hang on to our experiences, the reason why we go through all these things that we go to is because they go through is because they're useful um, and they can come in handy one day. We can use those. And so black women are just like a bag full of bags, the bag bags that we have in the kitchen, like super, super useful, um, super like many uses, um, super strong (laughs) in numbers. Um, But we don't, you know, sometimes get to reach our full potential um, just because we get wrapped up in ourselves and the things that we go through our, our bags. So that's the story behind Bag of Bags. And like I said, this girl that I went to college with, um, it's really crazy because also in the book, The War of Art that I was reading, they talk about how um, 
angels and the universe gives us signs and um, all of these different things and like how ideas aren't our own um, and how we just become vessels for ideas. I saw like Jack talking about that on his story the other day, which is also really crazy, um, how we become vessels for ideas and we become vessels for like these um, these art forms that like a higher power wants to see manifest like on the earth or needs to see manifest on the earth. And so the fact that like I had that idea for bag of bags, I don't know, I, I'm not really close to um, my friend from college. Um, so I don't know how long has she, that she's had this idea, but like I was working on bag of bags before, like I saw hers manifest. And so, um, I had the idea. And then in the book, it talks about how sometimes if you have ideas, the ideas can come to you. Um, and if they, they can't manifest themselves, if they don't, um, come to fruition, you know, if you don't bring them for, to fruition, then they just move to the next person. Um, and so it was really interesting to kind of see how that happened as well. But I'm super, super happy that my friend, um, has it again. It's called Black Girl Narrative, um, on Instagram and she's doing an amazing job. She's doing awesome and I'm rooting for her because that was like something that I was trying to do and that I couldn't do. Um, so I'm super, super proud of her for, for doing that and for being able to like have the courage to speak up about black mental health um, for, for black females because it's a huge thing. So. Um, and so then I ran into Zaza again in February of um, this year, February of 2019. And I was at uh, the garden, which is the studio um, in Louisville, where Jack and all of them go to record the music and hang out and stuff like that. And Zaza was there. And so were her parents. And um, I had my dog, uh, Frosty, with me. And um, she, they took pictures together because I don't know if you guys have watched her, um, recent interview with big boy, which there was some clips from that in the, um, preview for this, um, podcast. So, uh, watch her interview with big boy. It's the cutest thing ever. Um, that night in February, she met Frosty, which is my dog. I've had Frosty, uh, since I was in seventh grade, I got him as a Christmas present. I had to beg my parents for him because I'd always wanted a dog and we'd had several dogs growing up, um, that my mom just like didn't jig with. So for some reason they always got like, we always got rid of them. And so I ended up asking for one for Christmas. I was like, I was like, that's the only thing I want. I just want a dog. And so this was when I was in seventh grade, 2007. And I got Frosty, um, which anybody who is close to me or has ever been close to me or even known me, um, since then knows that Frosty has been a huge um my only source of consistency throughout the last 12 years and then that night when I met her um kind of the same thing just being around her pure energy inspired me um and by that point I had a little bit more figured out I knew that I was wanting to move to um California and I had moved out of my apartment and everything and it was more set in stone um so that I was leaving and I think I, at that point I wanted to leave um the next month in March um which didn't end up happening in hindsight but um I was like bruh this little girl deserves the world I wanted to do whatever I could to try to help get her noticed as fast as possible so I was DMing her videos um on her page and also videos that her dad posted on his page to the shade room like so frequently and they would like it and they would look at it because it always came up and said seen or they would reply like a heart but they would never post her the freaking divinity in it all is that that didn't even need to happen. Like my efforts didn't even, I didn't have to do that because she ended up popping off anyway. Like it was, it was all like, it all happened. So like divine, like it's crazy. It's really crazy because she popped off in like, mm, she made her, I got that water, which that's like the famous video. Now that Schoolboy Q reposted in April, the end of April of this year. And that is like when everything started and started spiraling. And so from there, and just to like have met her 
in November of 2018, I said. And then to see her like blossom into what she is now. And she's only four years old. And just the only thing that she's done is be herself and like be genuine and do the things that make her happy and the things that she loves. Like that is the most beautiful thing that I've ever seen in my life and that I've ever been able to witness. Um, and so she's inspired me um, to get back to what my passions are. And so when I first decided to quit my full time job, the reason was because I, I wasn't happy. I was like, I don't I'm not happy getting up every day. I don't find joy in doing what I do every day. And like, I was like, this can't be what I have to look forward to for the rest of my life. Like, it's not, I'm only 20 something, like this isn't what I want to do. And so from then I made a vow to myself. I was like, okay, well, you need to figure out what's important because obviously my parents wanted me to, you know, continue to work full time. I, I wanted to, you know, get some experience under my belt. I wanted to live by myself and have a car. I wanted to get a car. I had been driving the same car since I was 16. I graduated. I had a new job. I wanted to get a car. I wanted to get, you know, an apartment and all the materialistic things. I did that. Um, when I graduated and it still like wasn't enough, I wasn't happy. And that was just because I wasn't like, that's not what makes me happy. That's not what brings me joy. Um, and so the things I had to reevaluate and look at myself and ask myself because I was beating myself up in my head. I'm like, like, why can't you just do it? You know, you're an adult. Why can't you just speak up for yourself? Or why can't you just stand up for yourself and do what makes you happy and take advantage and basically take hold of like control of your life like why can't you do that um and so it became an internal struggle with myself because I'm like you have the autonomy like nothing's stopping you technically like even though there were like reasons that I you know mentally internally that I was dealing with like that I was scared and you know fears and just how I was raised and blah 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 and not having money and thinking that money was everything and those kind of things they stopped me from like doing it even though those were there like in all reality, those weren't really stopping me. And so like that was the battle that I was having in my head. And so I was like, okay, finally, one day I was just like, all right, bet. Like I'm going to look for new jobs. I looked for new jobs, found them. And I decided, okay, bet if I got new jobs, that'll be enough to con- you know, convince my parents. This is why I quit my full-time job. So I can work part-time and have more time and save more money and blah, blah, blah. And so I did that. And um after I quit my full-time job and I was working part-time, I'm like, wow, I'm still not happy. Like, what are, you know, what are the things that make you happy? And so I evaluate. I love being with my friends. Um, I love, like, creating and being creative and, like, experiencing things and being creative with those experiences. And so that's what this is. Um, I take a lot of photos and I take a lot of videos. And I have been taking a lot of photos and videos for, like, ever. And I have them all on my phone. Actually, it's ironic. Actually, today I ran out of iCloud storage and I have 200 gigabytes of iCloud storage. So that is a lot of freaking iCloud storage. I got that um, when I was working at Apple and I ran out of it today, which is insane. So that just goes to show how much how many videos, how much information, how much data, how many videos and photos I have stored on my phone of just like the things that I've done, the things, the places that I've been, the things that I've seen, the, the lessons that I've learned. I love to document literally everything. Um, I have this crazy wild like thing that's in my head fear. My dad's mom, um, she passed away. She had Alzheimer's. Rest in peace to her. Um, shout out to her as well. She was an amazing woman. Like she died from Alzheimer's and everybody knows that scientifically that's genetic, blah, blah, blah. I have my own like theories and everything. But 
I don't want to like take any risks. I don't want to take my memory is like already terrible. I don't remember a lot from my childhood for whatever reason. And so um, in the day and age of like me having my own cell phone, having a camera with me and a video with me, a video recorder with me all the time. Like, why wouldn't I record everything that I do just in case one day I forget it? Um, and so um, I can I'll always have it to look back on. And so that's like one thing that just has always been like my underlying like passion anywhere. Anytime I go somewhere, anytime I have a new thought or a new revelation or just like a new experience that I want to share, um, not only with other people, but with myself, I want to be able to remember it. And so I have hella videos, hella freaking voice recordings, hella notes in my notes that I just always have had. And I've always been scared to kind of share. I don't really know why, for whatever reason, I'm a perfectionist that people won't support me, whatever. Um, I've always had my own little fears, internal fears as to why I wouldn't share them. And I like was in the process of making, putting these together. So probably since um, the beginning of this year, I made the decision that um, I was going to start putting them together and I didn't, didn't know how I was pondering on like a YouTube video or Instagram TV or just Instagram posts, which I did a little bit for my birthday as a gift to myself, um, like Twitter, like I really didn't know how I was going to do this. And I just have all this content. I'm like, I know there's a way that I need to get it out there. Because I also noticed that like, me, I know that like how hard it was for me to get up and decide that I wanted to quit my full time job and basically start living life to be happy. And so the vow that I made to myself was to not do anything that doesn't bring me joy or to get rid of everything that brings me um, that doesn't bring me joy. Um, and that is in any capacity. So that means like, work, you know, just because we have to make money doesn't mean I have to be upset while doing it or have to like spend every single day of my life doing it. Like I had to weigh out like the things that matter to me. And um even though I enjoyed, I haven't had my own place since the beginning of the year. Even though I enjoyed, you know, having my own space, I enjoy being able to be happy every day more than I enjoyed, you know, having my own space and paying $800 for that. So like you have to weigh the things that are important to you. Um, and you, I had to do that and I had to make a lot of sacrifices to get to a point where I'm like, I wake up every day and I can do whatever I want and I can like be happy um, and do things that make me happy. And so it took me a long time to get here, literally quit my job. It's almost been a year since I quit that job. And so um, I just made a vow to myself to get rid of all my fears and it's still taking me this long to do it. So, um, not like rushing myself for anything, but I'm so proud of myself for just like the, the progress that I've made. Um, and it's been such a hard, long struggle and journey for me that I know that, and it's so fulfilling. Like I feel so happy now, like nothing, nobody could bring me down or could like, you know, change the way that I feel or alter the way that I feel or the way that I think. And that's like the most amazing that I've ever felt in my life because I never have felt like I've had control over my emotions or my destiny or anything like that, really. But I feel like I do now. Um, And it's crazy because that all started with me quitting my full-time job, which I'm not saying that that's like what you have to do, um, but you do have to like get rid of your fears and like get like the things that make you unhappy. You don't have to do anything. Like, and that's one thing that I like remind myself every day. I don't have to do anything regardless of who says I do or what you or the reasons that you think you do. You don't have to do anything. Um, those reasons are a lot of times just in your head. So like um, I want more people to like have this fulfillment, this um, this happiness. I want more people to live like this because I feel like this is what life is all about. Um, and I feel like now that I'm doing this, I can make the impact and leave 
the impact that I was meant to leave on, on, you know, the culture, on society, on this world, in this universe, because I'm happy every day and I'm doing the things that I enjoy doing naturally. Um, you know, God, or I don't know if, if you believe in God or the universe, but God or the universe gave me all these special attributes. They gave me like, they gave me like all these things that make me me, that make me unique. Um, at the moment that I was born, you know what I mean? Like they, they gave those to me before I even did anything to deserve it, if that makes sense. Um, and then from that moment, the moment that I was born all the way up until now, I'm 24, I've been, they've given me experiences to further contribute to those attributes and to like further shape me into who I was meant to be. So, um, a lot of things that I've gone through and that I've been through in my life, I always am like, oh my gosh, why does this happen to me? Blah, 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 this, that, and the other. And it's because it's shaping me into exactly who I'm supposed to be so that I can make exactly the impact I'm supposed to make at exactly the time I'm supposed to make it. Um, and all of that, I like realized in meeting Zaza. And like, she's only four years old. And like, I have no relation to her. I only met her through like mutual friends, like they're mutual people. And I only know those people because of situations that I went through to meet those people. And if I hadn't gone through those situations, which in like, I used to think, you know, negatively or think down on those situations and things that I've been through. But in reality, if I hadn't gone through those things, I wouldn't have, you know, met the people that I did and been able to be in the circles that I was in to be able to meet Zaza and see and witness and be a part of, you know, her amazing success that she's had already at just four years old. And she just inspires me every day to keep being myself and to keep doing me and to keep doing all the things that I love. Um, and so in doing creating this video that I um, am putting out on my TV, Instagram TV. Um, I was on my YouTube studio because I am uh, probably going to upload these to YouTube. So I'm in my YouTube studio and I actually found videos from 2011. Um, that's what you're going to see in the video. 2011, I um, turned 16. It was my sweet 16. Um, I got my very first laptop. I don't even remember what kind of laptop. Oh, yes, I do. It was like an Acer or some shit. Um, but it was like, I got that and I had, it had a webcam on it and everything. And so I had started making videos. Um, at the time I was in love. This is so embarrassing, but I was in love with mindless behavior. Literally I was in 11th grade. So I was a junior in high school and I was in love with these little boys, with these boys from mindless behavior. They weren't too much younger than me, but they were still younger than me. And I was in love with them. And I went to go see them. That was my very first concert. And I just like did these updates on them and like talked about like I was a part of their fan club. I was a member of their street team. Like I was doing all this at freaking 16. And this was before, you know, the YouTube and the Internet and everything and all that popped social media really, really, really popped off crazy like that. And so it just um, really humbled me and really like gave me a chuckle to look back and to think to myself, where would I be? Um, if I had stuck to doing the things that made me happy, like Zaza said in her interview, <laughs> she said, I like to dance and sing because it makes me happy. And if I would have stuck to the things that make me happy, which is just like, you know, creating, making videos, you know, reporting on videos, listening to music, those type of things that I'm like, I find new things that make me happy every day. It's like crazy, which is why, you know, my life's always changing, but I have that, like, I can do that. I have that I have the autonomy and I have the freedom to be able to do that because I made decisions and I took steps to like be fearless in my life. And I just want to encourage more people to do that. And I think that um, Zaza is like encouraging more people to do that. And for anybody who's hating on her, big fat F you. 
Um, but this is just like the beginning. I have so much more to say. I have so much more to share, so many more experiences. Um, this is the prelude. It's kind of ended up being a little bit longer than I wanted, but this is the prelude um, to my series, my content series, Finding Odyssey. So find me on Instagram, Twitter, iTunes, my podcast, YouTube, whatever. Find me, um, Facebook, and keep up with me. And I'd love to hear about your own stories um, and how Zaza inspires you. If she does, hopefully she does. Um, thank you guys for listening. And stay tuned for my first episode, which will be dropping shortly. I see I'm so proud of you. Do your thing, sis. Do your thing. You have great things coming. Love you. And I love y'all. Forever and always. Find an odyssey.